0: Hello and welcome to this edition of Henrico CTE Now. I'm Ann McGee along with
1: Mike Roberts.
0: We are going to get this edition of the show underway. We are delighted to have the Associated General Contractors of Virginia represented today, Courtney Baker, Director of Workforce Training for the Association, and Taylor Brannan, Executive Vice President for F. Richard Wilton contractor. You know, Taylor, I want to go back to something you said, because I feel like a lot of folks listening, um, students and their parents and and caretakers, um, might find this particularly um, applicable. You mentioned that construction is more than probably people think you have an idea of what it is, but in the industry, there are lots of different career paths and different opportunities, different branches. Talk to us a little bit about that. What don't we see perhaps in terms of job titles or career opportunities that you know about?
2: So obviously everybody's seen the laborers and the hammer swingers and, you know, the guys in the cranes and doing that kind of stuff. And that's definitely a big part of it. But those there are so many more people involved in the construction industry now in different roles on every project that are kind of not the first thing you see or first thing you think about like um especially when it when you when you get into the design um like for the mechanical electrical and plumbing side those guys have so many cool equipment so much cool equipment and so many cool tools they use they use uh bim which is building information modeling where they can see a 3d model of the building and they, can even, they even have this, this headset that they can look through a set of glasses and see the 3D model of the building while they're looking at the real building in the exact same place so they can see both at the same time. So they can literally see through walls and see what's up above the ceiling and what's not. Um, they even have a scanning ability where they can put these, these look, they look like little light bulbs and they put them all around a room and they'll pop out some ceiling tiles and they can scan an existing building to show what's already in place before you start a remodel. Um, here's another cool example. The um, Main Street Station train shed project. They left the existing, most of the existing steel in place, but they needed new glass to go in between each of the panels. So they actually had um, a drone fly around with a scanner on it so they could take exact measurements of the of the existing steel so they could have custom cut glass to fit each panel. So there's a lot of really, really cool things that people are doing um, outside of just the regular day-to-day
3: shovels and hammers? Things that I actually don't feel smart enough to be able to (laughs) even fathom. I don't think that I'd be able to do something like that. You know, and I want to say one thing. I really appreciated your initial question on... What's the pathway for students that are college bound or that aren't college bound? Because there's still a narrative that goes around about, oh, you know, you're not cut out for college. And they almost make career and technical education sound like a backup plan. And I was surprised even up until last week, I'm hearing folks, you know, in industry side and in the education side kind of talk about college bound kids. And I would think that, you know, Taylor would agree, there are tons of people in the industry that if you're just talking to them one-on-one, you have no idea whether they went to college or not.
2: Probably don't care.
3: Exactly. <laughs> if
2: somebody's doing a good job and yeah. they could be doing more, I don't care what their degree is, especially if it's not one that's applicable to the, what they're doing now.
3: I was talking to an instructor a couple weeks ago, um, and their their class, he's an electrical teacher, and they get like 65 students that apply for his class every year, and he can only take 15 and so he has students that are like well what if I don't get in your class then what he's like oh then I guess you got to go to college (laughs) 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 and I'm like I like that narrative I want to hear more of that around this state
0: Exactly. but
1: but I've many cases I, I walk up on one of whether it was here at the uh adult um uh, project here at Reed, say, or, or one of the house building projects, or, or in a classroom, and talk to some seniors. And when you ever have a, a group of students together, I, I'll start talking to them and I'll ask them I said, So, so, has everybody got a plan? Everybody knows what they're doing? Oh, and I, I've talked to some electrical students and out of six or seven students, half of them are, already have a job with an electrical <laughs> contractor, half of them are going to college electrical
2: engineering. <laughs> you
1: know, they've that's already a good got-
2: point. There's nothing wrong with college. Exactly. If you can afford it and if it's for you, but it's maybe not for everybody. And maybe it's better to kind of pick out or find something that you like doing and working from that point rather than just saying, well, I'll go to college and figure it out then.
0: Without further ado, let me tell you who we have joining us today. We have Mary Starr, Business Development Manager with Shirley Contracting Company, with us, and the man, the CTE legend, Mr. MacBeaton, <laughs> Director of our Department of Workforce and Career Development with Henrico County Public Schools. The two of you on together is so ideal because it, it's a reflection of just how powerful an introduction career and technical education can be. Let's kind of start at the beginning. Um, well, tell us what you're doing now. What do you do with Shirley Contracting Company?
4: So I work with Shirley Contracting as business development, um, which a lot of people think that's just bringing in work, but the, the difference is um, than just sales and bringing in work is it's relationships. So I spent a lot of time building relationships with subcontractors, um, other contractors, um, but a big part of that is recruiting. So that's kind of how this conversation started with Mac. Um, You know, we're getting the work, how do we get the people? So I'm helping with that. Um, And so we were sitting down talking about the industry and how I got into it. And so that's how I ended up here today.
0: Well, we're first of all we're just delighted that you're in the industry. We have another super talented person helping us further CTE. You graduated from Verina High School, correct? That's correct. All right, Blue Devils representing. (laughs) But you say you knew what you wanted to do as early as elementary school.
4: Yeah, I think I was like 11 years old. Um, I was helping with the special needs class in, in school. A, it was helping me because I had high anxiety. So I was like, I need to do something with my time. So I would sit down with the kids. I would help them if they had any therapy or if they needed help at lunch or homework or whatever. Um, and I also babysit a family, for a family, and they had a daughter that was also special needs, and her mom would do physical therapy for her. So I was like, what are you doing? And so she'd explain to me that she had to do that every day to help keep her arms and legs moving. And um, I was like, can I, can I help? And so um, at that point I was like, you know what, I like this. I think this is something I can do the rest of my life. I didn't know anything else to do. So I just, I stuck with it. I'm I'm one of those people, I'm a little stubborn. So once I make a decision, I kind of go with it and it's hard to change my mind, so.
0: And so even early in, you had an experience and you were drawn to that experience. That's exactly right. So here's where things start to get a little interesting because you, if I'm not mistaken, took a career aptitude test.
4: Yeah, Uh, quite a few times.
0: (laughs) You were scoring off the charts
4: and something else. Tell us about that. So um, obviously in school, we would take those tests, but even in college, we did it. Even when we were in our career program, they would have us take these tests. And every time I did, I scored the highest on construction. And we would all kind of laugh. They were like, that's funny, because I always liked to do projects and um, you know, always did with my family. And I was like, well, <laughs> I can do a career in that. And so I never really thought anything of it. Nobody even said, "You know, do you think you want to do it? And so um, I don't know how many times I took the test and it was always just a joke. And, it was never a discussion. I mean, even my parents, they were like, you knew what you wanted to do. We didn't really think to push you. So um,
0: so did it surprise you that you were scoring off the charts in construction?
4: It did, but it didn't. Um I knew what i wanted so i was like well that doesn't really apply to what i do um but i also you know i grew up in you know Verina, in the country i love being on the tractor working in the yard with my parents they taught me how to do plumbing electrical painting you know carpentry whatever but that was life skills that wasn't my career so they knew they said when you get older if you're ever living on your own you shouldn't have to have somebody help you with it so that's what i was being taught it wasn't do you like doing this? Do you want to do this for work? And we never really thought of that's what we do as a family. And still to this day, you know, my mom was at the house um, painting, helping me lay tile. Um, I mean, that's just who we are. So,
0: Mac, I, I have to get you and Mike in on on this. But this really, it kind of reminds me of the Mac Baten story mm-hmm. too talk to us mac about how that is relatable to your own story and lots lots of kids actually
5: well and and it's funny when mary was telling me the story originally i'm sitting there thinking wow this is what's driving me historically in my world i was one of those people that you know other people were determining what i was going to do and the same test uh, career test and I was off to charts some mechanical skills getting ready to graduate with an engineering degree and they said you're right in lines with what you're supposed to do and I'm like yeah what else you got because I'm not happy uh, I actually told the career counselor that, what else you got and she said yeah well you're also scored really high in education and religion and I'm like huh preaching and teaching <laughs> but I never tied the the, the technical skills and the relationships, which she mentioned earlier, together, and how that could fit together into an education. No one ever told me there was an education career that I could use the technical skills that I loved. So being it, you know, the opportunity to tie those together, and I think that's what we as educators need to, you know, find out what your passion, it's not just what you're good at, it's what you're passionate about, and then understanding there's multiple pathways in that passion.
0: Mike, we have had some um, adventures for the school year, but our last foray into the community surrounded by hundreds of eighth graders. Listeners, if you have not been surrounded by hundreds (laughs) of eighth graders, let me tell you, it is surprisingly awesome. Mission Tomorrow is one of those examples. It is absolutely amazing. It's a three-day event Mm -hmm. presented by Chamber RVA in partnership with Junior Achievement of Central Virginia. And Mike, you know, the term hands-on and interactive, we kind of use those Terms pretty frequently, a little loosely, but mission tomorrow is for real hands-on.
1: Oh yeah, I mean when when you see the booths that are set up at this event, this three-day event, and it's spanning all the buildings in the that are have over there at the racetrack, um, from from the Commonwealth Building onto the smaller ones where these businesses are setting up demo areas versus just being one little table you know you're so used to going to, to these events and you've got a six foot <laughs> table and right. some curtains and a, a little wraparound for the table and you have some you know materials up there mainly giveaways candy and little chotskis and stuff this has, you go like over Dominion, they've got a, a bucket truck and they've got um, a mock-up of a telephone pole or a power pole and they've got a couple of guys that are that are strapped up and they're climbing up on that pole showing <laughs> the students how to do it and then they get the student in the harness and they
0: they show them how they can climb up it. If you think eighth graders who are there aren't engaged and paying attention, then you have to hear this next interview, listeners, we are delighted to introduce you to Makai Jackson.
6: So I first learned about Dominion, it was uh, right here five years ago when I was in the eighth grade, coming to Mission tomorrow for my first time. And I walked around and I seen these cool guys like working on the pole and stuff like that. I was like, I wonder who are these dudes? And I go over and I seen a familiar face and it was uh, Mr. Gamble. And I asked him, like, who are these guys and what do they do? And he goes, these are line workers. You know, they fix all the power. You get the clown poles, look cool, and help everybody out. And he goes, that's awesome. And um, I wrote a, we did a paper about, you know, what we did here and the cool jobs here. And I, ironically, I wrote, I want to work for Demand Energy. And five years later, I'm right back here. Yeah.
0: McKay, the, you really just manifested that entire <laughs> yeah, thing yeah. about your life. This is this is fantastic. Yeah. Tell me, and particularly because we'll have kids here and parents listening too, what does a ground worker do? Tell us what your average day is like.
6: Awesome. So my average day, I'll come in in the morning. You know, we start at 7 a.m. I come in, uh, in the morning. I help all the linemen, so the guys who climb the poles and fix all the power, I assist them in any way much possible I can. And I get their trucks ready. I give them all their tools that they need. And I prep the truck and get them ready for their day. So I just try to assist them as best as possible. Uh, the best part is, you know, when there's storm, when it's raining and people, families don't have power and just turning on their power and they're coming outside cheering for you, clapping for you, it's just awesome to know that you help somebody. I went to Molotan High School, so I had a great education. I was I was a great student, but at the same time, I knew college isn't the only option, right? The men have a great opportunities to even still, if I would like to go to college, they can help me and assist me to still go to college. So I knew I have a great um uh, background with this company and I knew they would put me in the steps I need to be in the future so I always felt comfortable just coming straight here and be able to work and all the support that I've been given by this company is amazing so I'm super happy to work for this company and blessed
0: If, if you want to feel good about life you gotta spend about 30 seconds with Mikai Jackson he is so excited about his position with Dominion we saw that at so many of the different booths And the presenters were really, really into it. But Mikey, you know, made a couple of points that we've talked about, which is he can see a future if he wants to transition and getting into a four-year program. And he knows that he'll have the support there. But I love that it was the Mission Tomorrow seed that planted this for Makai.
1: Yep. I mean, that just proves the point. This is the, the events like this are important. They make that connection. Uh, with the students, with so many distractions students have nowadays, um, whether it's social media, video games, and stuff—all all things that I participate in too—but <laughs> when when you're a young person, it's, it can be distracting so that you're not thinking about what it is that you want to start, you know, planning for for your future. And um, they, they students get told a lot, you know. You guys start thinking. You guys start thinking, thinking about this, thinking about that. But when they see it, that's that's when I when they see it in person, going to mission tomorrow, coming to our Life Ready Expo and and other things, um, the Career Rodeo. When they when they're participating in those events, that's when it hits home and really gets them thinking about it, and and gets past all those distractions. And hearing him and the the, the enthusiasm in his voice and getting to meet him, I mean. You know, it's just a great story i mean he he's happy that he's got this this start in his career and and it's such a young age and excited for his future and and that's what we try to do every day
0: we are so excited to welcome mr Carlos savory welding instructor at the ace center at virginia randolph and two of his stellar students alex and kimar welcome everybody it's fantastic to be here the welding lab is really cool if you're a gearhead the welding lab is really where you want to be because there's a lot of cool stuff in here yeah
1: well, it's pretty awesome yeah got a go-kart under construction here <laughs> and lots of uh, workspaces for for setting up uh, welding projects it's pretty cool it is and we're we're working off of a big metal bench <laughs> a toolbox a tool table
0: it is exactly right it's um it's a lot of metal in here. I mean, that's like a dumb comment to make, it, but it is a lot of metal in here. It is,
7: <laughs> it's a lot.
0: <laughs>
7: but the the most interesting thing, you, you mentioned the table. All of this stuff is student-made. So this table that we're sitting on right now, students made it. Those sawhorses over there, students make it. Um, the welding tables is actually weld on, all the students made it. So if we can make it, we'll do that. Cool.
0: Oh, my gosh. That is really, really neat. So part of your curriculum every year is to actually make really functional things absolutely. in your in your class absolutely you know i think one of the interesting things is i mean even if you're not in carpentry you've held a screwdriver before you know j- typically in your life but for your welding students they have not been touching these kinds of tools right i mean you're really talking about foundational learning what are they learning what kind of basics are they learning in here
7: so um they learned the basics of welding um Aside from that, uh, you know, these machines that, you know, nobody really gets to touch outside of welding, like most people don't have a $13,000 welding machine to operate on. Um, they'll work with normal hand tools, saws, grinders, um, anything in that snap-on box. And I teach them every tool before they start on it. So they're learning a wide range of uh, different tools they can work with. So they can carry that on to different trays. Like I tell my students, um, you're not just a welder wherever you go to work at. You're a welder iron worker. You're a welder, pipe fitter. So you're going to need to know more than just welding to be successful with this trade.
0: Alex, I want to toss this back to you because speaking of working, you had a really cool summer job. Uh, Tell us a little bit about where you were working and what you were doing.
8: I was uh, working at Colonial Web in the metal fabrication shop. I was working with the pipe fitters to get the pipes ready for welding. I was tacking them while the pipe fitters were actually doing the measuring, the important stuff. (laughs) Whoa,
0: so when you kind of rolled into Colonial Web, did you were, were you just amazed at how quickly you could kind of jump in and, and really be a part of the team, be a part of the, the actual work that was getting
8: produced? Uh, the first day I came in, I wasn't even supposed to go to the fabrication shop that day. I was supposed to just be at the office building getting all my safety training done, but since I already had the OSHA 10, they let me just go straight to the shop. And I got there, and they immediately put me on getting the pipes ready for shipment, getting them closed up so nothing can like hide out in there, getting the labels on there. And then like two weeks in, I believe, they let me put my shield on and go weld on some galvanized. I had never welded on galvanized, so I just went for it, hoped for the best. And then the week <laughs> next week, they put me on the tacking the pipes.
0: Kimard, what kind of magic wand job do you see in your future? If you could be out working anywhere with your welding skills... Do you have a sense of what you would want to be doing?
3: Um, I would definitely want to be in the shop, maybe doing some TIG aluminum or just steel welding up pipe, because I know that pays a lot. Um, or just def- definitely in the, in the um, shop. The fabrication. Yeah.
0: So yeah. making that, that's very good. Alex, um, we've chatted before, and um, you've got kind of an, an interesting idea for your career path. Tell us about that. What, what's your kind of magic wand, if you could have any job?
8: I have around uh, three options that I'm thinking about. I might go back to Colonial Web once I graduate. I might join the military. But my main focus right now is going on to a cruise ship and welding so I can travel while also making some money because I've always wanted to travel, and I've always wanted to weld since I got into this class. I just love that. Yeah,
7: that's, cool. that's impressive.
0: I, I just love that. <laughs> very
8: just, specific. Very specific. And you know what? There, I now I've heard
0: of travel nurses. Mm-hmm. I didn't know there were travel welders, Mr. Savory. But it sounds like people hit the road and well Like nurses are called up.
7: So the interesting part about welding, you know, wherever you go the machines don't really change. The processes don't really change. And a lot of times, um, and I know for myself, I'm usually with my hood down 10 hours a day just welding up what I needed to weld up. And that's kind of the cool part about it. I mean, you could go anywhere in the world and weld.
0: So, Mike, the crowds did not disappoint. The, The businesses were amazing. The students, the families were there in force. Of course, we are going to jump into some Life Ready Expo 2023 coverage because it was a great turnout, don't you think?
1: It was, it was amazing. Every year it's always amazing it, and how many people attend and the interest of the students and the families coming along with the students. The businesses we had, I think we broke a record on how many businesses we had over 150, and they were great. I talked to a bunch of them, some that I'd talked to before, some of them that have been involved in podcasts, and it was just an exciting night.
0: That sets us up perfectly to meet Ellie Coates with uh, Sheehy, um Automotive, and uh, Ellie and many of our automotive partners were delighted with the turnout that they saw um, and I think Ellie speaks to the need for automotive tax very eloquently let's meet Ellie Coates.
9: Well number one we see in this field now there are so many people that are not in the trade schools and coming out so to see all these younger generations over the years I've been doing this for 24 plus years and to see young kids being so interested in jobs as I say, there are so many cars on 95, we need people fixing them, selling them, keeping them going around. But this is such a nice event that, that this county holds, this school holds for these people to come out, for these kids to learn to see. And I absolutely love to see the younger generation wanting to know more about education. It's, it's a different generation now, but to see the younger kids interested in making their own decisions. I see a lot of parents out here but what makes me happy is that the kids now are wanting to make their own decisions on what they want to do. And that's so important because you got to be happy with what you do. And, and that's what we're saying. And to see these young kids and this event and all the smiles and the education, I'm absolutely having a great time here. This evening, I've had four young ladies who have signed my uh, sign-in sheet and I actually congratulated each one of them because we're overtaking now it is an equal field for anybody, uh, any gender that comes in. She, he is open-minded to anything and any career. Several of my stores that I oversee, we have lots of technicians that are ladies, we have advisors that are actually taking over the service drive. Um, Again, uh, it's no gender specific, and for us to open up to the world to say, hey, anybody is welcome.
0: You know, I think a lot of um, our business partners would absolutely agree with Ellie that the students were sincerely interested in what they were hearing and what they were learning. Um, I looked around, and this was not a gym full of bored teenagers and preteens. Oh, no. (laughs) They were super engaged, asking great questions, really thoughtful questions um, and I think it was a, a, a nice surprise. I think people would, the energy in that room and the interest of our students was sincere and it was was palpable.
1: It was it was definitely not a situation where they were getting drug around. You know, they were there because they wanted to be there. And um, hearing the, the business's reactions uh, that evening. Uh, was, is just amazing. One of the things that she was mentioning um, was the number of young women who were interested in, um, in coming to work for uh, She-He. Um We have seen that uh, here at the A Centers in Hiraiko Career and Technical Education. Over the years, we have steadily seen a growth in almost any program that was considered non traditional for a young lady to get involved in. It doesn't matter if it's masonry, welding, automotive. We just a couple of years ago had a star student. Um, I, she had was the first female in the class to get all of her ASC um, automotive certifications. We had um, we ran into um, at uh, the Life Radio Expo Mia Henning, who uh, was a star in our masonry program a couple of years back, uh, was is now working for um, was recruited. And is working for uh, James River Exteriors, and was at their table. I see her a lot on their t- at their table at all the career fairs, um, and she is a great ambassador for young ladies getting into the trades. Um, they, you know, we were at the state fair just yesterday, and uh, there was a young lady in uh, her second year in the welding program watching her do her um competition and she was amazing at how smooth and how she was and and got her tasks done um at the at the competition and it's it's exciting to see that how much it has grown um you know from year to year and it's just no going back we have definitely got a lot of barriers getting broken out there and i find it exciting to see
0: everyone listening. Thank you for joining us today. Remember, you can connect with us through our social channels. Henrico CTE is that handle. You can connect on YouTube, LinkedIn, X, TikTok, at that handle, Henrico CTE, for a deep dive of what's happening with Henrico School's career and technical education. Visit HenricoCTE.com. For Mike Roberts and our entire team in the Division of Workforce and Career Development, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you on the next edition of Henrico CTE Now.